0: Party at the Bodega. It's your man, Benz. Pharrell, we're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing well. All right, I ran into something that's kind of bizarre. So put your seatbelts on and prepare for this. Silly ride. An entire police department resigns in Minnesota City, leaves Mayor blindsided. Zero applicants. Good who Minnesota, a small city in the southeastern part of the state, lost its entire police force after the chief and other members of the department handed in their resignation. I think we're all a little bit blindsided by it, but... We're resilient and we're going to move forward. Good Who Mayor Ellen Anderson Buck told news sources. I want to reiterate reiterate this, uh, that we will have police coverage in the city of Good Who. Buck stated, that is not an issue. That's what he said, the mayor. Police Chief Josh Smith, who Will continue to serve in his position until August 24th told city officials that he could not find anyone to sign up to join the police force. This has been three weeks now. We have zero applicants and I have zero prospects. Smith said on July 26th, I've called every PD around for the youngest guys out there getting getting into the game. There's nobody getting into the game. If you want to keep the PD and this is something we want to continue going with something needs to change dramatically and drastically and it's got to happen right now. One Good Who City Council member Chris Smith praised the police force for maintaining law and order in the city. I can probably speak for everyone when I say that the that they provide excellent safety and security, security to our community. And the small town policing that they did, we want that back. Smith also told the Good Who City Council that the police force was losing on recruitment numbers because of low pay and competition from larger communities. The largest city in Minnesota is Minneapolis is the site of one of the most important policing stories of the last decade. The last ex Minneapolis police officer to be convicted in the 2020 death of George Floyd received a sentence of four years and nine months on August 7th. Before the sentencing was decided, Tao Thao took time to talk about Jesus, recalling how while Distress in prison over the false narratives surrounding the case, he was reading the Bible. All right, all right. So, so you know, on August 7th, somebody got uh, convicted for the George Floyd death, and then it said before the sentencing was decided that, um, to, to a tile thio that's the guy that got sentenced on August 7th took time to talk about Jesus recalling how while distressed and prison over the false narratives surrounding the case he was reading the bible the good Who police department the mayor and members of the city council did not respond to a request for comments alright so that's crazy like I don't know I wanted a little bit more details from this Good who, Minnesota, a small city in the southeastern part of the state, lost its entire police force after the chief and other members of the department handed in their resignation. I think we're all a little bit blindsided by it, but we still are resilient and we're going to move forward. Mr. Goodwho, Mayor of El- Mayor Ellen Anderson Buck, he's the mayor of Good Who. I want to reiterate that we will have police coverage in the city of Good Who. Uh, Mayor Buck says that is not an issue. I don't know how that's not an issue. That's kind of crazy, but it's a small town, I guess. That's why I'm trying to figure out what type of story is this. Police Chief Josh Smith who will continue to serve in his position till August 24th, told city officials that he could not find anyone to sign up to join the police force. This has been three weeks now. We have zero applicants and I have zero prospects. Smith said on July 26th, I've called every PD around for the youngest guys out there getting into the game. There's nobody that's trying to get into the game. If you want to keep the PD, and this is something we want to continue going with, something needs to change dramatically and drastically, and it's got to happen right now. One good who city council member Chris Skipt or whatever you want to call him praised the police force for maintaining law and order in the city. I can probably speak for everyone when I say that. They provide excellent safety and security to our community and the small town policing that they did, we want it back. Smith also told the Good Hoop City Council that the police force was losing on recruitment numbers because of low pay and competition from larger communities. The largest city in Minnesota is Minneapolis. is the site of the one of the most important policing stories of the last decade. The last ex Minneapolis police officer to, officer to be convicted in the twenty twenty death of George Floyd received sentence of four years and nine months on August seventh before the sentences was decided. Thio, Thio took time to talk about Jesus, recalling how while distressed in prison over the false narratives surrounding the case, he was reading the Bible and stuff. And then the um, judge that convicted him. He's a uh, Democrat. Just had to put that out there. You know, helping you think about it. You know what I'm saying? So this is thinking out loud. So I gotta like that's why I just read it like two times or I just like reiterate it about two times so you could get what I'm talking about. Cause this this is kinda like a crazy story story. It's in uh Minnesota, all right. Doggone, what's the name? Good who, Minnesota It's a small city in the south, southeastern part of the state. All right. So, I don't know. That's a crazy story. And with that said, with that being said, there's a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors with these politicians and anybody with a brain could... You know, um, Just imagine the chibacheries that's going behind these closed doors with these judges and these district attorneys and the police chief and lawmakers, legislators, congressmen, representatives, representatives of different states and stuff like that, local offices and state offices, lawyers, you see what I'm saying? there's a lot of people that got their hands involved in a lot of stuff and you could just imagine you know uh numbers don't lie but people do and you got to open your eyes you got corrupt cops everywhere you got corrupt police officers everywhere see what i'm saying so that's why i read the story just to see what the hell is going on with this uh what's the name of that little town good who goddamn minnesota you know it's a crazy story, uh, people. You gotta open your eyes. You got. You definitely gotta open your eyes on what's going on around you. You see, there's a lot of like youngsters, like people that's like 20 years old. They don't want to get into like news and uh, what's going on in the city and stuff like that. Because you gotta unravel every story. You see what I'm saying? Some of the stories are connected to one big. Uh, blasphemy that's going on probably in your precinct, your local precinct. You see what I'm saying? Downtown. There's a lot of people that got a whole bunch of money. You know? China is a giant empire. They got their hands in a lot of stuff. So you got to think about it. You got to do a lot of research. You got to watch a lot of documentaries, interviews, encyclopedia. Go back to a lot of um articles, like such as how you see how I'm just reading articles on the microphone, putting it on the podcast. You could go back to one of the stories and be like, hold up, this happened here. You see what I'm saying? You got Governor Greg Abbott that's like doing some crazy shit in the border. We don't know what they covering over there the news probably say one thing but there's something else probably going on i'm not trying to confuse anybody out there that's listening to me i'm just trying to help you make sense of everything that's going on see what i'm saying like like really with this thing that's happening in good who the small town in minnesota how you know the police officers are not corrupted because some officers are corrupted you see what I'm saying? You see how much they make a year? They don't make that much a year. Uh, a, per, a cadet that goes to the academy, the police academy, they only make like what? Maybe the the first paycheck that they're gonna get, the first year's worth of income is probably most likely nine out of ten is gonna be like thirty thousand, maybe maybe thirty two thousand dollars a year, and that's nothing. You get what I'm saying? So that little money, what you gonna do with it? Especially if a cartel member fucking offers you some more money to do some stuff and you get offered extra money. What you think a person, 9 out of 10 a person going to do? Especially if the dude got some woman pregnant and he's trying to take care of his family and things. You, gotta, you got to understand you know, how the border is operating the way that it does. You see what I'm saying? You got to understand that. You know, I'm trying to help you think about it trying to help you make sense of what what's really going on in our country called America. For real. See what I'm saying? You got to like read between the lines now. It's, you know, there's a lot of drugs on the streets. There's a lot of gun violence on the streets. Education is like down to the zero. You see what I'm saying? Think about it. You know? It's almost like we in a, we at a war zone. If you really, really want to pay attention to what's going on in your community, like seriously, moving along. Now, this one right here is going to make you believe that you're in a war zone. President Joe Biden is facing renewed criti- criticism for his response to the devastating wildfires on the Hawaiian island of Maui, or Maui after offering victims $700 per household in emergency aid. Political opponents and commentators described the sum as insulting and compared it with the more than $113 billion worth of aid the U.S. has sent to Ukraine as it defends itself against an ongoing Russian invasion. On Monday, the government announced it was sending $200 million in defense capabilities. Biden has previously faced backlash over what some saw as a dismissive response to the death toll on Maui. Brushing off questions about the disaster while spending the weekend at his Delaware Beach House. After the first fatalities were announced on Wednesday, Biden expressed his deepest condolences to the families of those who had died in a statement. He added that he was grateful to be to to the brave, he said. He was grateful to the brave firefighters and first responders who continue to run toward danger, putting themselves in harm's way to save lives. And right the following day, he declared a federal disaster in Hawaii, making federal funding available to the individuals affected by the fires for the things such as temporary houses and loans to cover uninsured losses. It's going to take a great deal of time to recover from this, but we have the support from every level of government, especially given President Biden's approval of our disaster declaration request today. Hawaii Governor Josh Green wrote in a recent post. So far, 96 people have lost their lives and more than a thousand remains unaccounted for as emergency responders comb burn homes for human remains. Green said he was certain that the number of deaths would rise in, on, on the oncoming days. But that identifying bodies was going to take time. Mm hmm. Yeah, I heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Large um, bushfires in Maui caused, pow- caused power outages, mass evacuations, and extensive destruction to the historic resort town of Lahaina. The fires broke out early last week and spread rapidly on hurricane driven winds from a passing storm. Relays are focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical needs assistance. A one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time, Biden wrote in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, on Monday. He added he has staff on the ground dedicated... My bad, I'm going to press something. All right, all right, he added he had staff on the ground dedicated to helping survivors navigate the registration process. <laughs> wow only seven hundred dollars per household to help rebuild La hyena Joe Biden Carrie Lake, the unsuccessful Republican candidate for Arizona governor, responded, "We're spending nine hundred dollars per household." To fund your proxy war in Ukraine, according to U.S. census data, there are around 124 million households in America, meaning the total aid given to Ukraine would be equivalent to $911 per U.S. household, though only $46 billion of $370 per U.S. household. You heard that of the funds sent to Ukraine were for purposes other than defense. Lahaina was not the only region in Maui to fall victim to the wildfires, and so it is unclear how many households will be eligible for the payment. Joe Biden gave 100 billion, 100 billion to Ukraine, but just announced he plans to give those suffering in Morari a one-time $700 payment. One ex-user stated, we need an American first president. Can someone please explain how our government can send hundreds of billions of dollars to other countries, but chooses to pinch pennies when our own people are in need? Mark Wolosinski, a financial commentator, tweeted, This is insulting. Mark Losinski, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name, This is insulting. That's what he said. It's in its latest update. County of Maui officials said that the fire around La which spanned an estimated 2,170 acres, was 85% under control, with multiple fire crews monitoring it. Another blaze on the island is now entirely contained, while a third was 60% contained. Here goes the numbers and the percentage and the data, and trying to hit me with the Hawaii Community Foundation, one of several charities that have launched recovery campaigns, said they have received more than twenty-seven million dollars in individual donations as of mon- Monday. What the hell? All right, let me not read all of this stuff. All right, we ain't got time for these people right here. Yeah. So um. Only $700 per household to rebuild Lahaina, Mr. Joe Biden. God damn. What the fuck is that? And then, you know, like the other people said, he sent all that money to Ukraine. And what is the ulterior motive? People, I'm just trying to open your eyes. You see what I'm saying? A lot of Americans are suffering and they're doing real bad. Uh... They're doing real, real bad. So, God damn, my phone is like blowing up and shit. I'm trying to like not look at my phone because I'm using the microphone and stuff. But still, $700, like a lot of people are suffering real bad. Like they're doing so bad. It don't even make no sense. How could this guy would really, like, I don't understand, like, why he, like, what, what fathom the thought that $700 is going to aid anybody? $700 is not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. Like, how much does the hotel room cost per week in Hawaii? I don't know. I'm saying, well, I could just jump and Google that. I'm pretty sure the price is going to be, like, at least $500 a week. With that 700 and you know that's just $500 a week. I'm pretty sure. You could Google it. Somebody could just jump and Google it, but I'm not going to Google it right now because I'm going to just jump into another story. I'm just giving you the story so you can hear the atrocity. You see what I'm saying? This is a Democratic president. You see what I'm saying? A Democratic president. What about the people in the country? The economic structure is the people that's in the country. Like, whatever that's outside the country, that's only aiding whosoever individual pockets. It's not aiding the whole economy pockets. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out there, and crime has risen dramatically. Don't you see the nonsense that's going on in department stores and people running into like gas stations and taking cigarettes and the 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 employees got to take matters in their own hands which could have ended in a bad way. You see what I'm saying? So let me jump on another story and stuff. This is incredible. I don't know what's going on in America, but this is embarrassing. I'm pretty sure the Russian Vladimir Putin is sitting there looking at this news feed, laughing and chuckling like, "Ha ha ha ha!" America got they thumb up their ass. Yes, sir, I could believe them. He's doing that right now as we speak. But let me just jump on another news to have you people thinking while you at whatever what you doing you probably at work or you probably home doing homework with the children or you probably home doing the dishes or f- finishing cooking or trying to catch up with your lesson plans or you're trying to catch up with the lesson plans because you're going to school taking online classes and stuff. Whatever that you're doing, I'm going to jump on another segment just so you can understand the atrocities that's going on in our country called the United States of America. Yes, sir, I got you covered. This is Thinking Out Loud with your man Ben's Pharrell. You see what I'm saying? This is what I do, all right? I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm going to find me another story to get intact to right now. Hold on, give me a second. Oh my God, the 17-year-old alleged supporter of the Islamic extreme extri- extremism arrested in Philadelphia terrorism case. I'm telling you, Chabachiri, Chabachiri, the FBI and Philadelphia law enforcement officials announced a case Monday afternoon against a 17-year-old who they say was a supporter of Islami- Islamic extremists, was allegedly rad- like, damn, radicalized on online and had purchased materials that could be used to make bombs. Was allegedly radicalized online and had purchased materials that could be used to make bombs. All right, a 17-year-old who was a supporter of the Islamic extremists he was arrested Monday afternoon, all right? Uh, officials announced the work of the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force potentially thwarted a catastrophic terroristic attack in the name of a perverted ideology, ideology that in no way, shape, or form represent the beliefs of the overwhelming majority of peace-seeking people of faith, including Muslims, Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner said in a statement. I'm sorry if I'm like going crazy when I'm reading this stuff. I'm over here saying other words like what the hell is wrong with me tonight. But the district attorney's office said the juvenile faces charges of possessing weapons of mass destruction. To be honest with you, I don't know if I can really believe in this goddamn report criminal conspiracy, arson, causing risking catastrophe, attempting to commit criminal mischief, possession of an instrument of crime, and recklessly endangering another person. The charges we have filed against this individual represent the most serious alleged terrorist activity prosecuted in Philadelphia County Court in recent history. Mr. Krasner stated, A law enforcement official said that the district attorney's office will attempt to try the juvenile as an adult. But that case, but that the case would not go to federal court because of the suspect's age. The 17 year old is from a Muslim family, the official stated. There were no indications that members of his family were involved in or aware of his alleged plans. There's no indication that his family was involved in this situation here. The suspect has been buying materials online and selecting potential targets. The officials stated D.A. Krasner and Jacqueline McGuire, the special agent in charge of the FBI's Philadelphia field office, held a news conference Monday about a terrorism investigation that led to an arrest in West Philadelphia. McGuire said the teenager had access to a significant number of firearms and had, about, had bought materials to help construct and improvise explosive devices. All right, so he was trying to build some bombs. IEDs and stuff like that. And then he had a whole bunch of handguns. He had conducted general research into specific targets, not only in the Philadelphia area, McGuire added. The suspect, whom the two officials declined to name, was in communication with Qatabat al-Tahid while jihad an al-Qaeda affiliate group the U.S. designated as a foreign terrorist organization last year they stated he was arrested Friday they said all right the the DA office said the juvenile faces charges of possessing weapons of mass destruction criminal conspiracy arson causing risking catastrophic uh, Attempted to commit criminal mischief, possession of an instrument of crime, and recklessly endangering another person. The charges we have filed against this individual represent the most serious alleged terrorist activity prosecuted in Philadelphia County Court in recent history. A law enforcement official said that the DA's office will attempt to try the juvenile as an adult but that the case would not go to the federal court because of the suspect's age. The 17-year-old is from a Muslim family, the official stated. There were no indications that the members of his family were involved in or aware of his alleged plans. The suspect had been buying materials online and selecting potential targets. Mr. Krasner, District Attorney and Jacqueline McGuire, the special agent in charge of the FBI Philadelphia Field's office, held a news news conference on Monday about a terrorism investigation that led to an arrest in West Philadelphia. McGuire said that the teenager had access to a significant number of firearms and had bought materials to help construct an improvised explosive device which is, which is uh, like bombs and stuff like that, uh, remote bombs. He had conducted general research into specific targets, not only in the Philadelphia area, Maguire added. The suspect, whom the two officials declined to name, was in communications with Kat- Katabat al Taheed wal Jahar an al-Qaeda affiliate group, the U.S. designated as a foreign terrorist organization last year, they stated. He was arrested Friday, they stated. "It's a very weird story, man. It's very, like, I don't know. Because the bureaucrats are untrustworthy too. You see what I'm saying? The story got to be verified. You see what I'm saying? Like, real straight, like, straight up. Like, it got to be verified. Uh, You got to keep up with it. Just like the situation that happened in Boston with that airman, that 21 year old airman. They said that was doing crazy stuff on the internet and leaking government documents. And he was working at some, he had like a secret clearance. I'm trying to keep up with that. And then, Private King, the one that went to the North, the private that went to the North Korean territory, I just got in reports that he did it on purpose to seek asylum, to be safe from America. I swear that's what I seen. I seen reports on that. I'm probably gonna jump on that later. But anyway, I'm gonna cut this goddamn apple pie short and sweet. This is your man Benz Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benji. That is B O X B E N J I, B O X B E N J I. Box Benji. Same name that you could use to follow me on Instagram, Box Benji. Then you could follow me on TikTok, which is Underscore murder envy. That is underscore M U R D E R E N V as in Victor I I murder envy. Follow your man. I will be back with another episode just for you. Don't worry your pretty little head off. Of course, I'm gonna be right back. I love giving you this chibachi news because I need you people to think about your future and what choices you're gonna make to help this economy be a better place, all right? Don't let these politicians fool you with their goddamn magic words. Read between the lines, be aware, and be happy and take care of your family, and let's prosper together. Peace. This is Thinking Out Loud. This is Thinking Out Loud. Them fell in love with. Come turn it up, please. Them hard nights. Party at the bodega. bodega.